So we're back here discussing the book by Leila Abulela, Sudanese writer extraordinaire. Her 13 stories in one called Elsewhere Home. Yes. We're still out in the wild. Yes. So this is the second part of our discussion. Musa is harassing me in this one because he saw a hyena, which yeah. I hate. My, my friend, Chanzi. My friend, <sighs> Lion King. Anyway, um, the Let's, sun. Yes, the beautiful. beautiful. golden sun setting. Beautiful, beautiful So let's setting. take you on our journey yes. into Leila Abulela's book, Elsewhere, Elsewhere Home. Home. Oh my gosh, look at the scenery. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. You know, it's Just look at the dip there. We're, so we're really at a good. cliff. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And they've set up this oh. beautiful display of food. And the white looks amazing against the background. Oh, yeah. It's and it's crisp, oh. crisp white tablecloth. Mm. And then the setup is so beautiful. And they've got alcohol for those who drink alcohol. Mm. And they're beautiful drinks, uh, the fruit juices. And the nyam chom. My gosh, I just That's can't That's barbecued wait. meat in I Kenya. Nyam choma. Mm. I can see them grilling away. Now back to the book by Leila mm-hmm. Abulela. It's called Elsewhere Home. Yes. It's a compilation of a couple of stories, isn't it, 13. Musa? 13 to be exact. Maybe I know. Imagine. Written 13. from the 90s up until just recently. Yes. So we're looking at Leila Abulela's journey into becoming a writer. Mm. From from her? From her? From her? Uh, what was she before? You're the one who knows the information, so give us the I information. Mean, Leila, Leila was, was, she studied well. Yes. But she, I mean, she was sort of like any other ordinary housewife. Housewife. Well, I have a problem with that Why? appellation. Being a housewife is not ordinary. It's actually okay. extraordinary. It's a lot of hard work. And especially if you have to give up mm. your life for somebody else's success. Be it your husband, be it your wife, be it the children. So it's yes, actually quite a major sacrifice. And it calls for a lot of planning and managerial skills. Given. And then finding yourself. So she found herself through Good. her writing. Good. Given, Mary, I will yes. not fight you on that. <laughs> so I will not fight you on that. But what's amazing is finding herself to the point where she's written books that have been awarded. I know. She's received a couple of awards, yeah. international awards for her writing, mm-hmm. which is very different. She has a very interesting style of writing. You can see her culture coming through. The Egyptian, you know, stories in there, the mm. stories about uh, Khartoum and Abu Dhabi and, and her and experience Nile. in and the, the UK. I know you're going to the Nile, right? Yeah, yeah. it kept featuring in, in her story. For me, it was very interesting because it made me want to go visit the Nile. What I'm so proud of is mm-hmm. the Kenyans and other Africans who come back home mm. and bring all the knowledge that they have learned out yes. there to better their countries. Mm. We've seen this even in Kenya <laughs> with a lot of uh, development programs mm. that some of our Kenyans who lived abroad saw some ideas out there and said, let's implement this in our country. Mm. And so when you look at these Africans who are marrying foreigners mm. and they're marrying the foreigner because they have a lot in common. Mm. In fact, more in common than maybe the person they left back home. True. And you shouldn't be forced to marry someone at home just for the sake of it. Well, it it goes back to culture and what you were saying. What is your culture? Mm -hmm. And now if the world is going global. Globalization. And if I understand that I can eat certain foods that in my country 
no one really eats, mm-hmm. but this other person that I've met in Europe or I've met in Asia or America mm-hmm. enjoys those foods. Mm-hmm. Or if I like certain types of books or movies, mm-hmm. and this person does as well, then mm-hmm. that's our culture. Yeah. It's not necessarily my ethnicity or mm-hmm. the boundaries that define my culture. Mm-hmm. My culture has gone beyond my ethnicity, beyond my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that's what Leila is bringing in this book. True. That you can still identify as Muslim, as mm-hmm. Sudanese, mm-hmm. as African, mm-hmm. but you still have this broader perspective mm-hmm. of what you really are mm. or what makes you you yes that's and, what i feel and this is a question we don't have to answer right now mm-hmm. but i mean globalization is happening mm. what does that mean for culture and you you're talking about ah, your, loss of culture exactly what does that mean mm-hmm. what does that mean when we talk about home mm. the title of the book is elsewhere home mm. Where is home? Most of the young people today live home in the digital is where world. where the heart the is. <laughs> so if your heart is in your phone, that's where home is, right? Because, I mean, we have a digital world where we live in. And first thing you wake up in the morning, what's up? What did they say? Facebook. I mean, so we don't have to answer that right now. But, I mean, globalization but is doing a lot. what's wrong with that? You know, you were on mm-hmm. that panel, when was it, last week, Monday? Yeah. And you were talking about teens in transition. Mm -hmm. And somebody asked you a question about uh, going on social media as a teen. What Mm. does that mean? Now, for the record, Mm. Musa is not a teen. No. (laughs) But you do work with teenagers. But you do work with teenagers. And you know, adults are afraid of that social media platform. Mm -hmm. But look at this stories, these stories that Mm -hmm. Leila is writing about Mm -hmm. and her characters are technically out there. True. And yes, they identify as African. Yes, they identify as Muslim, as Mm -hmm. Sudanese. Mm -hmm. But they are globally connected. So how am I now Mm -hmm. afraid of what is inevitable? And it's already happening. Exactly. Mm. So it's about you being able to manage it and manage it in a way mm-hmm. that allows this child to use that platform for the better. True. And do you realize it sort of changes the whole concept of roots? No, because, what do you mean by that? Because I mean, we, whenever we hear roots, sort of, you know, where you're from. Mm-hmm. But for example, you, 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 you. You were born in Kenya. Mm-hmm. You went to India. Yes. Then you traveled all through Germany. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So where are you from? I'm Kenyan. <laughs> <laughs> so what I do is, you know how Kenyans tend to ask you, mm-hmm. okay, you're Kenyan, which mm-hmm. tribe are you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm Kenyan. I'm from Nairobi and you're not going to ask me my tribe. Sadly, <laughs> my name gives it away. But the fact oh, of the matter gosh. is, I can fit into any part of Africa, first and foremost, if I wanted to. But I identify with Kenya because that is my heritage. Mm -hmm. That is my country of Mm -hmm. origin. Mm -hmm. My parents are Kenyan. Mm -hmm. My family extended is Kenyan. Mm -hmm. I do not have roots anywhere else but Kenya. Even when we lived outside of Kenya, Mm -hmm. Kenya was in my heart. Mm -hmm. And so so is is what you're saying... Mm -hmm that you know you can you know your culture you know you know mm. where you're from mm-hmm. but also when we talk about globalization are we also saying that uh, very slowly mm. this 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 line is being prayed very slowly this this line called culture that connects us is being prayed 
Um, I would look at it this way. It's enriching the world. Okay. So it's it's not like culture is being lost. Mm. Culture is being enriched. It's, it's making a mashakura kind of thing. <laughs> and you've gone to my community which loves that mashakura. <laughs> which, incidentally, which incidentally uh-huh. is of Irish origin. What do you mean? <sighs> so, mm-hmm. according to historians, mm-hmm. when Kikuyus were fighting for the land that was taken away from them during colonial times in mm-hmm. the 1950s, okay. um, families were put into concentration camps called reserves mm-hmm. and they were denied access to their homes and their farms. Mm-hmm. So what they were do- given is rations. So the rations okay. of maize, rations of potatoes, of carrots. Mm-hmm. And some of these rations were actually rotten. So what the mothers had to do was boil, 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 boil to kill any germs in the food and keep adding water because sometimes the rations were not enough to feed the kids. That's where mashakura comes from, (laughs) where it's all a mix. This is a theory, it's not been proven, but a lot of people feel that that's where it came from. Can I have another blanket, please? Thank you. It's really cold, huh? And it it does get chilly because of this cliff and Mm. you can just see the Rift Valley dropping. In fact, this is where... in, if you watch Lion King, mm. so the end, what were they called? Wildebeest yes. were riding through mm-hmm. or galloping through. And uh, that's how. Okay, Wait, let me Mary, know. did you hear that? What? Sound like a laugh of a hyena somewhere. Oh my, no. <laughs> we're moving on swiftly. Yes, to uh-huh. the book. Yes. There is one final theme mm-hmm. that really sticks out. Yes. And you get to see it from the characters mm-hmm. who are, are mentioned. Yes. And now will be the theme about Islamic feminism. Yes. Yes. Mary. Now, this sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? It does. It does. Because, because Layla's female characters are strong. Very so are her strong. men. Mm. But I feel more drawn to the women. Maybe it's because I'm a girl. And actually, all mm. the stories mm-hmm. are centered around the women. Yes. So the 13 stories we're talking about mm-hmm. in Elsewhere Home are sort of centered around the women. Yes. So you, you get this strong... Uh, women. I mean, you talk about the pregnant lady. I find her to be really strong. I mean, yes, she's all alone in a country that's not hers, a culture mm-hmm. that's not hers. Mm-hmm. If she was back home in Sudan, she mm-hmm. would have the support of her aunties, her exactly. mother, her exactly. sisters. But now here she is carrying this pregnancy to term on her own. Mm. So for us to understand what Islamic feminism is, it's not what we look at in terms of Western feminism. Mm. This is not about attacking this is about saying there must be gender parity and it's so so okay is it based on something or is it just well the fact that it has islamic before the feminism implies that it's about going back to the quran going to the Ah, hadith so that's the foundation yes okay so um islamic feminists will go to the quran to the hadith sunnah and look at what the Quran or what the Prophet Muhammad said about women in the faith. Okay. And you see strong women in the faith, including his wife, his mm. daughter. Mm. And so a country like Morocco in 2004 mm. ensured that their marriage laws and laws pertaining to the family mm. gave women equal rights as the men okay. based on this. Mm. So Islamic feminism is not about bashing the man. Okay. And I'm not saying that feminism is about that, but I think a lot of people feel that, especially it, men. It does, it does. You sort of feel it, and the whole, I'm um, for egalitarian, an egalitarian society, mm, mm. but there is how it's put out, I think, within just... I believe it's about opportunities. Feminism, mm. 
in the very essence of what it is about equal opportunity for everybody because we do complement each other yes the male we do. and the female yes. I mean, we, we we cannot put this away we we do complement each other and we are supposed to work together mm-hmm. and make this world work together yes um so what you're saying is that uh, especially the Islamic feminism we're talking about within the book is founded within the Quran and the Sunnah. And what they do is they go to the Quran okay. and they say, look, this here is putting women down. And these may be cultural influences. Okay. Because remember, like all faiths, um, mm. they come from one culture and then spread out mm. into others. Mm. So there's a lot of absorption of cultures into faith. True. And so those may be some of the issues that they address. Mm. And like I said, I don't want to get into trouble here talking yeah, yeah. about faith. Yeah, yeah. But what I want to relate this to is Leila Abulela's book mm. and her characters. Mm. So you see throughout her character, mm character development yes a lot of the women are strong they're strong Mm. in the home Mm. they're strong in school they're strong in the workplace Mm. like the very last story Um, it started off very interesting yes pages of fruit pages of fruit Mm. um the protagonist Mm -hmm. seems very meek and mild at first she was a housewife right she was a woman who gave up her career. That okay. is my opinion. I, <laughs> I, I, I know you can see okay, me moving away from fine. this tag of housewife. Um, it's not a bad tag. It's not a bad tag, but it has been made to feel like it's a bad okay. tag. Okay. You know, in our society, Given. you will have people asking, so what do you do for a living? Mm-hmm. If you, you tell it? them that mm-hmm. I stay at home and I take care of my children, they look at you and say, that's all you do? Exactly. I would like all of you who have eight to five mm. to just one day stay home with the kids if you have kids. Mm. You will understand what we are going that through. That is work. It is. It's difficult. Mm. It's um, There's a, a father, mm-hmm. <laughs> an American, African-American father, who has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And he gave up his day job mm-hmm. to stay at home. Mm-hmm. And it was because he was struggling with his day job. And he explains this very clearly in his videos. Mm. And he started videoing his experience Mm -hmm. of staying at home. Mm -hmm. And I think, (laughs) so he starts off one Mm. video by explaining how he quit his job. Mm -hmm. So he calls his wife very sad. I think it's in between the workday. And he's like (laughs) crying away. And he tells her, I can't. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I'm, I, I even want to call a bomb threat in the building. Oh, really? And I'm trying to see if there's anybody I can trust to call in a bomb threat. So that's work, why, right? Why the bomb threat? So that they can all go home. So now, <laughs> his first day staying with the kids, mm. two boys. Mm. He said um, he had fed them. Mm-hmm. He had tried mm. to clean the house. He couldn't. Okay. He had locked himself in the bathroom. This is around <laughs> mid-morning. And he's crying. Where are the children? The children outside banging on <laughs> the door. He said it was a hostage situation. He was the hostage. Oh, and he's looking at his phone. He's crying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who can I call? And I can trust mm. to call in a bomb mm. threat. Because At he was, yes. Really? Because he literally, I mean, it was so overwhelming for oh. him. But now with time, he's learned the ropes and everything. Okay. Okay. You're bringing up a human being. Mm. And you know you have 18 to 20 years with this person. Mm. And this person loves you unconditionally. You're at the first, hero. At first, at yeah, first. Yeah. 
You're the hero. With time, <laughs> they start asking you very difficult questions. Oh, gosh. And getting very angry with you. Yeah. And so what I'm saying about a, a woman who stays home mm. to do that for two or three children mm. and dedicate herself also to her husband's mm. career mm. is very, very admirable. Hats off to all those women true. and men true, 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 true. who do that. Yeah, yeah because they are. And mm -hmm. so that last story where you have that character who's able to give to her family and then finally, I don't want to spoil the story because uh, that is my favorite one, uh, achieve uh, so much. Yes. And without having to look back and regret. Mm. This is somebody who has gone through certain phases in her life mm. and has achieved so much. True. And I admire that character the most. And isn't it? interesting because I, I i look at that lady and i feel like you gave yourself to your child and you helped them grow, you nurtured them you helped them understand what's right and wrong you love them to the best that you could and then later in life find that you're able to go out and you know just do your thing that's that's amazing that's like a fairy tale ending sort i of. wouldn't say it's a fairy tale ending mm -hmm. i would say that um a lot of us try to stick to a template that was given oh, to us true. and who says that that template works for mm, everybody mm. and what we discussed earlier about our education system mm. for instance mm. who says i need to do oh gosh i might get into trouble here mm. who says i need to do my university education straight after high school exactly i can take a year off yeah. get to know myself mm. get to work mm. get to understand what it is i like and i don't like mm. the kind of career i'd like to have mm. nowadays we're looking at careers that are very different mm -hmm. before it was your standard professional careers mm. and then you know the Things sort have of change auxiliary careers yeah, and then changed. now you have what you and I are doing which exactly. would never have been considered no, you know no. work. what are you doing we're you podcasting just, no. and I'm a voice artist no, no, as no. well no it's not work but Go you see work. but you see this comes from globalization yes the fact that I can do voice work mm -hmm. comes from the fact that I have lived in very many countries, many cultures, mm. so I understand different nuances. Mm -hmm. If you want me to change my voice, I can change it right Crazy. now and sound different. Mm. If you want me to sound more urban, more sophisticated, mm. more sweet little girl, I can do mm. all of those voices convincingly. And interesting thing you mentioned, mm -hmm. you mentioned something about you know, taking a year off just mm -hmm. to be able to learn about yourself, who yes. you are. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting thing because I think all through the book also there's mm -hmm. a question about identity. Yes. Because even the name elsewhere, home. Yes. What's home to you? What's, mm -hmm. what, where where are you in, a, in terms of your state of mm -hmm. mind for you to mm -hmm. say, I'm at home. Mm -hmm. I feel good where I am. And mm -hmm. you might be in America, you might be out at sea like like some of the men who are in oil rigs but you can be able to see mentally i'm at home i do not feel overly stressed i do not feel over overly pressured but i'm at home what do you feel about that well it's interesting because this brings to mind one of the stories that mm -hmm. had a blended family mm -hmm. blended in the sense that the man is african muslim mm -hmm. and the lady is a convert european mm -hmm. And she had been married, so she has children by a European man. Mm -hmm. And so now it's the dynamics of bringing that family together. Mm. The African man is actually made to face mm -hmm. the fact that mm. his version of Islam is very different from hers. True, true, true. And it's not true, that true, true. she is 
and I don't want to say a better Muslim, mm. but she takes the faith and she takes it as mm. hers, yes. all encompassing, mm. and she delves into it, and she's trying to write in Arabic, and mm. she wants to read in Arabic, and she wants mm. to make sure the children speak Arabic. Exactly. And this man is like, huh? Mm-hmm. Because he's away from that. Mm. He's no longer in Khartoum. Yeah. He's no longer listening to Arabic 24-7. Mm. He's not seeing signposts in Arabic. Exactly. So he's adjusted to the West. Exactly. And she's trying to adjust to his culture. Mm. And it's it's weird because mm. that's where you have a very interesting fight within yourself. Mm. Who really are you? I am Mary, who lives in Nairobi, grew up in many places, but I'm essentially Kenyan. You can hear it in my voice. True, true, true. But Mm -hmm. I think for me, the point is um, getting to understand who we are is actually very important. Mm -hmm. I think Leila Bulela does an amazing job to show this conflict. Mm -hmm. Conflict between between, uh, faith Mm -hmm. when you're in the country you're born in mm. and, and outside. And you, you take it for granted. Exactly. You exactly. take your language for granted. Exactly. You take your culture for granted. Mm-hmm. Your faith. Exactly. And so mm. this, all this conflict, mm. your faith, mm. um, the environment mm. you're in, how people do what they do, mm-hmm. um, falling in love with different people who have different beliefs. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all this, mm. and you know, this is a question I'd ask everyone. Mm-hmm. Who are you? <laughs> where, where is home? Where so we're putting that out you? to the audience. Yeah, who are yeah, you? I am putting that Ask out. yourself that question. Who are you? And especially for Africans who have multiple identities. Mm. So we have the identity of our faith. Uh-huh. Then we have the identity of our ethnicity. Culture. And then mm-hmm. the identity of our nation. Mm. And those are some of the things that as African, we have tried to compartmentalize. Mm. And sometimes even suppress. Mm -hmm. And I believe in accentuating everything about us that is positive. And all of those are positive. Mm. And instead of using it against each other and saying, I'm more of this and you're less of this. Why not bring the entire potpourri together? Mm. That mashakura you were talking about. And take the best of what we have. Mm. Because... I know a lot of foreigners who come to Kenya mm. and the first thing they tell you is like, whoa. You have a lot. There is so much going on yes. culturally, different languages, mm. even just driving out of Nairobi. Yeah. It's a whole different world. Yeah. Culturally, ethnically, you know, even the way people look. Yeah. And just imagine Nairobi itself. Yes. Where you have different cultures getting uh-huh. to mix within uh-huh. Nairobi itself. And we are quite a rainbow city. Oh, we have goodness. Europeans, we have Asians, we have Africans. How many tribes do we have? In we Africa? actually kind of have fewer tribes than a lot of African countries. But, we but, are on the lower end. 40, but, the, and the, but the languages? 40 plus. But the languages are more in Africa. Yes. about more than 4,000. Yeah. 4,000 dialects. Mm-hmm. Languages. Languages. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... It's huge. I know it's massive. My God. Mm-hmm. So you have you have a continent where people either speak English. Mm-hmm. You have another continent where people speak uh, just this one thing, mm-hmm. and you have Africa with four thousand. And on top of that, <laughs> they speak global languages, and this is what exactly. I admire about Africa. Oh. And you see it in Leila's book, where these Africans are able to adapt. To these Western environments mm. and adapt quite well. True. Because they're thriving, they're flourishing. Mm. And how we are able to adapt is we grow up multilingual. Mm. So, like I told you, I'm in India. My father is conversing in English, mm. but at home he's speaking in mother tongue. Exactly. And I'm watching Hindi movies. 
So brilliant. I know. So Mary, I think what we're saying is mm. we, we celebrate Africa. Yes. For the amazingness. Diversity, the mm. rich culture, the different faiths mm. that all make us so beautiful. And I think within the book, mm. first we celebrate Africa. Mm -hmm. And within the book, there's, there are a lot of conflicts that are brought mm -hmm. just in front of our faces. Mm -hmm. But the point is, who are you? Get to the bottom of that question and understand we're all amazing people. We're all Africans. We love this continent. And I honestly believe we'll make an amazing, an amazing continent full of countries that, you know, are just thriving. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Leila Abulela's Elsewhere at Home and the themes that we brought out, like yes. the oxymoron of Islamic feminism. Mm, the, the, the children from the third culture. Third culture children and the aspect of blending cultures, blending faiths. Mm -hmm. Mixed marriages and, and relationships. Africans studying abroad and working abroad. Um, I mean, this, these are things that are happening, global world, so. And how it impacts that society. First, the society that receives, because mm -hmm. when you receive these cultures, you also receive everything about them. Yes. So in Europe right now, you're seeing a lot of mosques coming up and the negative response to that. Yeah. And then you also have the food. Mm. A lot of Indian curry in the UK, especially when the Indians and the Pakistanis went into England in the 70s and the 80s. Yeah. But the take home is we have different cultures. We grew up in different places. Let's enjoy them. Let's showcase them. Yes. Let's learn about them. Mm -hmm. Let's read books like this that help us understand. Oh, exactly. Okay, so this is what happens. This is what Islam is. This is what um, eating in a different culture is. This is what um, women are regarded as within different cultures and learn to just walk ourselves into those cultures and live with them in harmony. And thank you very much, Leila Bulela, for this beautiful book, Elsewhere Home. Amazing book. Amazing. I hope you enjoyed our Good podcast. Job. And please join us next time. Mm -hmm. We will be going somewhere else in Africa. Yeah. Drum roll, please. Now, obviously, we were in Northeast Africa, so we're going to have mm -hmm. to go to South Africa now, right? Yeah. That region, Southern oh, Africa. You will not believe the book we're having next time. So Very interesting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So go find this book, Elsewhere Home by Leila Bulela. Let us know what you think about it. Yes, and we really appreciate all the comments you're giving us, the feedback. Thank you so much for listening. Asante Kaibuni Sound. <laughs> Bye.